0: A shame that chapter by chapter, one of the greatest New Testament commentaries ever of all time. Of all time, and you know, the you second even greatest know? Out of the second family. greatest book out of the Adams family after what that would be an Amazon Christmas written by Jessica Adams. Well, we, we and went ahead through doors. your face on, yep. and it, anyway. So, like, but but do you know what this is? This is what's kind of crazy about this story. Like, chapter by chapter, the book. So, like, every page. Uh, oh, by the way, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, we just kind of like... Just come in screaming and yeah.
0: then dead stop. Welcome to Turn the to Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams. Uh, I pastor a church located <laughs> just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. If you're local, check us out one Sunday morning. Uh, service is at 1030. If you're not, check us out on the live stream like uh, our buddy Greg does every Sunday morning instead of coming to church. He, he's got a deal. He watches... He watches calvary 316 why he's cooking bacon uh on on his blackstone when i'm specifically bacon yes no like he's got now like this routine in the morning sean was telling me that greg uh instead of coming to church just watches online he's literally three minutes away from the church because he likes to cook breakfast on the blackstone i'm gonna go to greg's house (laughs) (laughs) we should just everybody i should live stream from greg's house that's to the building yes yeah no i think it's great so yeah you can check us out online uh, Calvary 316.live is our YouTube channel. Uh, as as I was saying, uh, this book, I guess I should introduce you guys. Probably, the man yeah. that needs no introduction, Pope Creighton Vaughn. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I am doing well. I hope you guys had a wonderful Halloween. We have one more holiday before everything turns into commercialized bullcrap. Thanksgiving. Bull crap. Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> yes, so I can't wait. I'm so excited for Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I'm doing
0: great. I'm with you. I'm with you about the Thanksgiving thing. I know you are. And I, I appreciate I'm with that. You. The day after Thanksgiving, boom, we go Christmas. Not until
1: then. Day after Thanksgiving, I can deal with. Justin eroding the
0: sanctity of Thanksgiving and Halloween, I'm not okay with. That's true. Justin's already gone hot. So we'll just go ahead and get to it. We're also joined in studio by Spice Daddy, all a regular. The joy,
2: all the joy has been sucked out of the air right now.
0: And it's all in me.
2: Yes. I'm surprised
0: it's, that you didn't hang some Christmas lights behind you.
2: <laughs> Why well, you can't go into I agree with you after Thanksgiving I can go full board Christmas, but before then I can mix it in a little bit.
0: Erosion. Okay, okay so so next week on the Outlaw Radio show, we need to see you mix in a little bit of Christmas. I might I might just into do this. that. You you might, might just, just do that. Hey, by the way, quick programming note. We're going to have a special Tuesday Edition of the Outlaw. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, we are? Yeah, we're going to have a special Tuesday edition of the Outlaw Radio Show because we have a Numa service on Wednesday night. Uh, is that next week? That is next week, yes. Good it to is know. November. Shocker. It's November 1st. I should pay more attention to my calendar. This year really did fly by. It's, I'm glad you said something. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yep, we're going to be doing that next Wednesday. So, we'll do a Tuesday edition of the Outlaw Radio Show. Also, joined in studio by one of the worship leaders at our church, Aaron Mott, Mr. Aaron Mott, who is like one of the most. Um, how do you say it? Like he's like, he makes me feel young, hanging out with him. <laughs> old That's soul. The first time I've gotten anything like that. You make me feel young just hanging out with you. Like, like you're kind of like you're the new, the newer member. To, you've been around for several years, but like, mm. like you've become part of the crew. Good grief! You've got two babies, so you're I'm kind of the old, the old man of this group. <laughs> there's me. There's Aaron, and then these these two single guys. Um, childless. childless. Yeah, childless.
1: Yeah, it's horrible.
0: But you have a you have a Sonic the Hedgehog shirt and a Bucky's hat. You know, when you put it that way, I mean,
3: I, I kind of see where you're coming from.
0: I was talking to a friend of friend about uh, a mutual friend, Isaac, and uh, and he goes, Yeah, I think Aaron and Ashton, um. Are like transplants from Portland, <laughs> like that they lived in Portland and they moved to Winder, Georgia.
3: Oh man, that's more accurate than I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen Portlandia? Oh, yeah. the dream of the '90s is alive in Portland. Man, uh, I think it influenced me more than I realized. Uh, yeah, it's apparently, <laughs> apparently it did. All right, so coming back to this, this Joker,
0: chapter by chapter, the second greatest book written by an Adams, according to Justin Spice Daddy. Do you know what this book is, though? I mean, it is a, it is a, a New Testament commentary. But do you know the, the origins of this book, which is interesting? My guess is there needed
2: to be a commentary on each chapter of the Bible, and there wasn't one.
0: Close, close. Actually, there's an interesting backstory to this. So years and years and years ago, uh, my dad, Sandy Adams, who pastors Calvary Chapel Stone Mountain, um, he was looking to try to get on the radio somewhere. And what wanted to be on locally, obviously. And 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 again, this is like the late eighties, I wanna say, maybe early nineties. And he had this this opportunity. So we went to a meeting with like this big this big place. He had a budget in mind. Like this is what we can spend on it, right? She was like, Hey, how much would it cost us to get our, our, our Sunday service on the radio? And so they gave him a number, he's like, Oh, that much, right? Uh, that's what Charles Stanley's spending. Like that's, that's crazy. He goes, well, what about like a, like a 15 minute thing? They gave him the price. Oh. And so he like kept going back down. He goes, okay, so what could I get for two minutes? And that fit the budget. So it was two minutes. We could do this for two minutes. So he's like, well, what do I, do? so he went home. He was like, what do I do for two minutes? Like, that's, that's what we can afford. But what do I do for two minutes? And so he had this idea chapter by chapter. Where he would take, in two minutes, in two minutes on the radio, he would summarize a chapter of the New Testament. And this book is the transcript of those two-minute radio programs. So, like, for example, page 34, Matthew 23, you have basically what takes a minute and 45 seconds for my dad to read, but it is... It's basically a devotional summarizing every chapter, but it's all based on this idea of, um, um, of a radio program. And uh, what's cool is the way that the book uh, is actually designed is it has all of these uh, man, that actually came out pretty well on the, the camera there. Yeah, looks uh, good. where it's got uh, we did when I actually designed helped design this with a guy named Nate, uh, but we had we did like the old school tabs. Mm -hmm. So you can find Mark and like you can just scroll, oh, Acts 19, and it's very easy to find. So again, um, I don't know where to tell you uh, how to find these other than you can come to Calvary 316 on a Sunday morning and we'll give you one for free. Um, We'll say, hey, welcome to Calvary 316, and if you bring it up, like, hey, I'm here for chapter by chapter, we'll give you a book for free because God loves you and this will bless you. It's a great place
1: to start a Bible study.
0: You can switch yourself to the camera.
1: Well, Al, I said Mr. all I needed to say, it's a great place to start a Bible study. It's a wonderful if place. Are, if absolutely. you are either trying to study the Bible yourself or if you're gearing up for a Bible study that you're planning on leading, it's a great place to read the chapters that you're planning on doing. Sandy will tell you what they're about, and you can dig deeper, and you know what's coming up. It's what fantastic.
2: If? I got Love an it. idea because I'm an idea guy.
1: You are the idea guy
2: of the crew. <laughs> we do We do a live version of Outlaw Radio. We get your dad in as a guest speaker and he does the signed copies of the chapter by chapter.
0: Justin, that's the worst <laughs> idea you've ever had. That's the worst idea you've ever had. And there's a thousand reasons we could do an, We could do an episode on the 10 reasons that that's a bad idea. We're not going to do that. Hey, I'm just glad my idea spurned
2: other ideas. Yeah,
0: that's, that's, <laughs> that is one way of looking at it. The, uh, you know, there's a, there's actually, um, fun story. So my dad has another, it's, I, I won't say it's a book, but it's more of a, the Christmas one. No, 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 no. It's, it's like a pamphlet. You know who else has a Christmas book? (laughs)
2: Oh, who does? Who does by the way? Jessica Adam does. What's that book called? Uh, I believe it's called an Amazon Christmas. You can find it on Amazon Prime. I
0: hear it's now available on, in hardback. Really? Is it really? It's now available in hardback. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That just got worked out in time for Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> so so no no fun story fun story so my dad wrote my dad was looking for something that he could put and and, and by the way i'm i'm getting us a bunch of copies of this too um i couldn't steal them from calvary chapel still mountain so i actually have to order them from calvary distribution which is a, a oh man i just got a uh can you send me one of the books with the shirt, please? Uh, Cecil is watching us from Missouri. Yes, he uh, said hi on the uh, YouTube. Oh, he comments. did. Okay, yeah. No, I. Hey, we got your email. Uh, the two XL. We're gonna go into the. We're gonna see if we have one. Uh, we'll figure that out. We'll get you some stuff. Uh, it might be towards next year when we get another order of, of shirts. Uh, we're we're not a deep financial enterprise here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no 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 no. This is a crazy story. Crazy story. So my dad was like. Man, when someone gives their life to Jesus, like it would be so great to like give them something 30 pages, like like welcome to the family of God was kind of the idea, like something to give them. So there was nothing like this. This was in the 80s. This was early. My dad is a nobody. There's like three people coming to Calvary Chapel, Stone Mountain. Uh, it's my mom, it's me, and it's James. Donna came every other week. that's such a niche joke that's true but you got it you understood it donna is james chapman's wife yes and james chapman is the assistant pastor which by the way the james chapman is a superb bible teacher the goat he is not the goat i mean he is the goat goat. of pastors he's not the goat of assistant pastors He's not the GOAT. I'm not trying to split hairs with you, man. I'm just trying to praise James Chapman. James is great. We'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. But here's the thing about James Chapman. The only reliable place that you can find James Chapman Bible teaching. Creighton, you want to tell the audience where they can find it? That would be Get Fed Today.
1: And that would also make our third shameless plug of the day. Oh, we're working it, man. Yeah, I love it. Get Fed fed Today. Go to GetFedToday.com. We've got five bible studies get uploaded every week from various pastors most of them calvary some of them not uh it's wonderful and it will help you get deeper into the word without doing
0: a whole lot of work everywhere you can get your podcast you can get get fed get, get just search get fed today and you'll find it what what do we got going on over here i see justin I'm jumping just in at some comments and some yeah. comments we got a comment justin's following yeah. up what's, what's uh, get, throw me a comment
2: a, a Uh, A Jack just said, wow, how did I just find this?
1: That would be, um, I'm trying not to use last names. So we're going to call him Guitar Jack. Uh, That doesn't help you at all with the way you're looking at me. A
0: bass guitar Jack?
1: Yes, bass guitar
0: Jack. Jack, what's up, man? What did he just find, the show? Or did he find, or or he's been going to Calvary Chapel, Stone Mountain for 500 years and he's just heard, of chapter by chapter, <laughs> even Aaron over here. Switch to Aaron. Aaron knows this, Jack. Just switch over. What's up, Jack? <laughs> yeah. What's up, Jack? By the way, Jack Shell. Jack. Sh-
3: yeah. The whatever other his guy last that we is. know?
0: Jack Shelberson. All you needs four strings on a bass guitar, bud. All you needs four, four. <laughs> you know that four. I know. I, see how well I did my fingers there. I, this pinky's still out of control. Look that at pinky. you. I know this it's, I'm getting, yeah. so check this out. Welcome to the family of God. So my dad decides, Hey, there's nothing out here like this. I need, I need to write something. So he writes this little pamphlet, 30 pages, little book, booklet, booklet. That's the word I'm looking for. Not a book booklet, not as deep as an Amazon Christmas, but still <laughs> solid. So he writes, no, no, no kidding. Check out. Check, you might not know the story. So he, he wrote, Welcome to the Family of God. And he went out to a pastor's conference in California, Pastor Chuck. This is late 80s. And he gives it to Pastor Chuck. He gives the transcript. He says, hey, you know, I, I wrote this thing. I think it would be great. I think the Lord could really use this. So Pastor Chuck gets this like, oh, thanks, Sandy. I appreciate that. <laughs> no idea who Sandy Adams is. They publish it. Welcome to the Family of God. Chuck loved it. I was like this is this is great this is really good, so they published it. The first copy didn't say who wrote it, didn't have my dad's name on it at all. Second edition did, right? Mm-hmm. Cal Distribution for like thirty years has been selling. You know how many copies of Welcome to the Family of God have been printed in multiple languages? How many? Over a million copies really? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the family of God. And my dad's gotten like, he's maybe made $300. I think maybe on it. That's wild. Maybe at some small juncture, they were like, yeah, we should send some royalties to Sandy. But then that, uh, you know, hasn't been a thing, but he didn't do it for that. He gave it like, he went to pastor Chuck was like, Hey, this, I want this to be used by the Lord. And Chuck being, having a platform was like, Okay, this can be used by the Lord, <laughs> right? And like, yeah, no kidding. That's, That's why wild. I have no problems pedaling chapter by chapter. <laughs> Get chapter by chapter. Get chapter by chapter. Anyway, so. also, uh, Miss Ann has said hi.
1: Her and Mister D are both watching. She says that she that they love the story behind the chapter by chapter because it's awesome. Agreed. So everyone say hi to Miss Ann. Miss Ann,
0: right on. You got anything else? What, what else we got going? Now we got everything at that point. So, Cecil said hi. You already so that. again. If you're new to the show, you already kind of get a vibe of how this works. Uh, we're recording a podcast that gets released on Thursday, on major podcasting platforms. Uh, we've decided to live stream the recording of that podcast, which is what you're watching right now. Um, what's great about that is the audience can interact. Uh, so we are streaming on YouTube as well as Facebook. Atlawradio.live is our YouTube channel. Facebook.com slash the radio outlaw is our Facebook live stream. You can find all that information at OutlawRadio.org. I know I just threw three URLs to you. So that's convoluted. Um, download the podcast. So you can rewind and find it. Um, it's great. We can interact with the audience in real time and such a blessing. And, uh, man, we have just had just cool development. Um, people been emailing us from all over the place, just letting us know that, that, they appreciate the show and have been blessed by it. Again, if you email us at PopeCrayton at gmail.com, uh, we will do our best to send you a T-shirt and very possibly a copy of Chapter by Chapter. Um, it also encourages us. It totally does, no. I, again, Creighton, you might be able to speak to more of kind of the heart behind why we do this and what we do and, and like what, the, what the, the essence of it is. Um, I, I, I've spoken to that before. I'll just let you maybe kind of reiterate that. So, so it's more coming from all of us,
1: man. You know, it's, it's one of those things where the, the heart behind it is like, we want to have a Bible study for, for us and for our church. So we promote it at our church every week. Um, and most of our viewer questions actually come from people from our church.
0: And I wouldn't even call it a Bible Um, study per se. I mean, it's not replacing a Bible study. Bible study is the wrong word.
1: It's more like Bible centered fellowship. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, like yeah. it's us hanging out and um, on you occasion, use the people in comments. Word. I appreciate out. that. Uh, I've been Christian years my whole life.
0: Yeah, fellowship. Um, you know, the world really uses that. MTV <laughs> Fellowship Awards. Are you going to let me talk, or are you just going <laughs> to no, interrupt me? You know, I, no, I. I you I, asked me to do a thing, and you no, interrupted me the whole time. I did, and, and I just did that to tick off Leslie. At any rate, what I come
1: here to do is to ask fun questions that I want Christians to know. I want Christians to know the answers to the questions I ask. Still, I think it's important. Last
0: week's question. Well,
1: yeah, last week's question was a bit of a wild card. We have those every now and then.
0: Okay, um, can I can I just comment here? This for a yeah, moment. Yeah, you already did. So I, I had no. And, okay, so what I thought was really interesting about last week was that we had this conversation about the um, like what happened with Jesus's crucifixion and the, the graves opening and the people walking, like we had like, and in the middle of that kind of that question, um, I kind of did what I do prepping a Bible study in real time. And Mm -hmm. it was an organic thing. We talked about this post episode that that was what was really fun about it. It was like, I was working out a thought in real time and landed on a really interesting idea in, in real time that I had never had. I taught through Matthew a few months ago and, and taught through that passage and didn't land there, and it was fun. So I want to, just before we get to your topic, um, I, I want to just maybe pick up on that in a different thread because I have this thought that I've been chewing on, and I don't know where I land on it, and I just thought, well, maybe I'm going to employ the Outlaw Radio Show Um Why don't you guys kind of just go with me a little bit on a thought process? Because I'm thinking through something. I don't know where I land. And I got some, like, really weird thoughts about it. I just had an image of you as, like, Willy Wonka in
2: the Chocolate Factory. Come with me. (laughs) And you'll see.
0: A world of of, of imagination. Right. And what do you think? Like, you want to, like, I I, I don't know where I land on this. I'm kind of working through a thought. Now you've been coming to Calvary three sixteen for a couple of years.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'm not a bad Bible teacher. I I you've been in church for years. Mm. I think you why do you enjoy the Bible studies on Sunday? I would say. Ooh. And this is not a shameless plug, I just set in some context. Oh no, no. If
1: you're just there for the worship, I get it. We have a really good <laughs> worship leader. Honestly, no, uh, she's I wonderful. Like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean honestly it's uh <clears throat> you know one thing I'll say off the bat is is I feel like there's been a little bit nothing drastic, but a little bit of a shift um I feel like in your style of teaching, you know, before your your COVID situation and after. Um and I know part of that has to do with the use of your limbs for a while there.
0: Yeah, the tilapias.
3: That that doesn't help. But uh <laughs> But no, it's um I mean you've always been, you know, Focused and, and centered on the actual teaching aspect of the word, which is something that I I look for and I appreciate. Um, but it's 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 not just the teaching of the word. It's not just again, you know, like you said, I've been in, I've been in church for many years and I've I've seen a lot of different styles of teaching. There's teaching, there's sermons, there's mm-hmm. um, you know different ways to approach the word. But um, there's a
0: difference between preaching and teaching. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, there's sure. a
3: drastic difference and there's different ways that you can do each of those things but um i feel like there's a good sort of balance of of preaching and teaching um i mean i'll say personally you know the applications of the word are a big focus but also you know i've, I've gotten things from your studies things that you have have said in your teachings that have radically changed the way that i've i've thought about the word and about things that god says and i don't know i don't know it's it's one of those you kind of have to experience it to uh to get it, but it's, it's a different approach to the word in a way that I appreciate, appreciate, um, very centered on, on teaching and, and, and a focus on what does the word say. Amen. You know, I, I think
0: I'm in a unique position because like I grew up with solid Bible teaching, like, but at the same time, creatively now, now there's, there's novel for novelty's sake. And I think that's garbage. Mm -hmm. Like there are people that are out there like saying things to try to get, attention and screw you uh, <laughs> sorry i used the s word
2: it's coming from a guy that had to die to get attention <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh <don't> my <laughs> good
0: golly that was not the plan like that was not, like it wasn't orchestrated was it? Was it? Was it? Yeah, me and Wuhan figured it out. Good grief. I don't even know where to go from that. What were you talking about? Oh, creepers, creepers. Uh Justin Spice Daddy bringing the heat. Um which is almost similar to what Chad Mosley did at the beginning of one of the services not too too long ago. Like, yeah, oh, great testimony, not as good as his, but you know, whatever. You know? <laughs> Anyway, no, I, I grew up with Bible teaching, but, but here's the deal. Like if I can't, if I, if I'm not passionate about what I'm teaching, I just don't feel like I should teach it. Like I, it, but for me to get passionate, like I got to dig and like, I got to ask questions that, that, that are interesting to me. Now, if, if, if that becomes interesting to someone else, praise the Lord. Great. Hallelujah. But like Samson, we we're in judges, like mm-hmm. just teaching. I, I saw Samson a totally different way. Just digging deep into Samson. I was like, man, I think we've gotten this whole thing wrong. Like mm-hmm. this is a totally different way of looking at it. And again, trying to keep that not novel. Again, there's the old adage, if it's new, it's not true. And I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a fresh way of examining things. So so we're going to engage in this for a moment because <laughs> this is. So I'm studying. So in uh, January 7th, a, Fourth shameless plug. Uh, I'm starting a series at Calvary 316 called "Making Love," and it's going to be a verse by verse study through the Song of Solomon. So I've been doing a lot of advanced studying. Um, right, I said that and my phone blew up. You know, funny.
1: <laughs> Did I mean, you just check your phone in the middle? I of I literally, sentence on yeah. A podcast? No, it's
0: um, it's like, <laughs> hey, do you do, y'all, we... do you need to lower your rates in health coverage? Yeah, what? Do you, I don't do know, know check how your that. Phone hit. in the middle of a sentence. Can yeah. we change the the countdown music
2: for? For that
0: series? We should. What do you Some Marvin Gaye? Something like that. Something something fresh? Something like that. It's
1: getting hot in here. No, that's
0: we're not doing that. <laughs> no, we're not throwing out some Nelly, Creighton.
1: We'd be the hippest church in town.
0: Well, we already are. That's actually true. We already are. I mean, Aaron's that's one a, of our worship leaders.
2: Look at us. I, so I know, but point. our church is kind of next to the dump, so we kind of got to step up our game. By off. the
0: way, churchatthedump.com is an easy way to get to calvary316.com. Fifth place We have to get to a thing at some point. Yeah, no, we're twenty-four minutes in. So, okay, so here's here's an interesting. Yeah, we're twenty-four minutes in. We've talked about nothing. Hope has been entertaining for those that are still here. (laughs) So many people have turned off the podcast. Probably my brother Mac Adams has turned off the podcast at this point. Definitely. Or the podcast didn't work, and he sent me a text letting me know, "Hey, the podcast cut off at twenty-four minutes." Spotify. Let let Creighton know. Anyway. Now that was an inside joke. Yes, it was. Um, So here's a thought. Again, Song of Solomon, people allegorize it. A lot of it. And again, I don't want to give away my whole thing. I think that's malarkey. I don't really even find a lot of basis for it. At least from the text. It's more of like first, second, third, fourth, fifth century Christians just wigged out about sex. Which is why they finally like, Hey yeah, if you're a ministry you can't have any because we're that wigged out about it. Um I mean really, like that's kind of that's like how with that, the priesthood celibacy. The priesthood celibacy. You know, it's gross, it's you know, whatever. Which we'll get to that we'll kind of address a lot of that uh in the in the series. But like this idea of okay, so I'll ask you, Aaron. Mm-hmm. When we talk about Jesus in the church and its relationship, what is the predominant framework that the scripture uses regarding that relationship? Jesus in like, the church. Jesus in the church. What is the illustrative, the analogy, the picture that's used all throughout the mm-hmm. scriptures? And even Jesus kind of starts it.
3: Jesus is the groom; the church is the bride.
0: Boom. Groom, bride, marriage, right? And, and we find we find that even even established Old Testament,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because Israel is always presented as being the bride; God is the groom. Mm-hmm. Um, you get that within uh, even the law and the way that the law is kind of structured. Um, a great example of that is just the language used in Hosea. Crayton, can you give just a quick synopsis of Hosea for those that might not know to validate this particular point? God calls a prophet to marry a whore,
1: uh, and then the be whore, kind.
0: Her name's Gomer.
1: She's she's a whore. Okay, she's a whore. And then she does what whores do. There are better and names then, for this.
2: More appropriate,
1: like what? Streetwalker, lady of the night, streetwalker. You're right. I'll go with streetwalker, lady God of the night. God calls Hosea to marry a streetwalker. A New Orleans special. He marries her. They have a couple of kids. She goes back to walking the streets. Whoredom. And God is like, hey, Hosea, you're not done. Go buy your wife back and marry her again and be a good husband, even though she is a terrible whore wife. And he does it. And the whole purpose of this is what? To show that Israel is a terrible whore wife, but God's still going to buy them back again.
0: God's still going to redeem her. Yes. At some point. So we find in the old Testament that the, the illustration of God's relationship with Israel is one of a husband and a wife. And then that, that same imagery gets carried over into the relationship that Jesus has with the church, which is why Paul, and I believe even Peter, when they're talking about marriage, you know, the husband is supposed to love his wife. Like Christ Mm -hmm. loves the church. And the 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 wife is to submit, respect the husband, as the church is to like with Christ. Like this gets established very hardcore. So here's the thought: and this is kind. Of, I don't I don't have a landing spot. This is just we're we're just freestyling some 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 ideas here. See where we go. Wicked, wicked, wicked.
2: <laughs> this is the kind of place I like to be in. I
0: know you do, Spice Daddy. Where are we? So set set Israel aside for a second. Church bride. Christ groom. Marriage. Okay. None of that's debatable. We can't argue any of the particulars of that. However. Where are we? Where are we? And that relational context. Because the application and therefore implications of that are very interesting so you guys all Bible students know that there was a development there was a progress in the Jewish wedding so there was what was known as the betrothal so and, and typically it was an arranged situation Again, we see that with Mary and Joseph Again, you know, I mean, we're right here at Christmas, so we should throw in some Christmas references, right, Craig? No, <laughs> no, but betrothal. So there's a, there's an agreement made between families that Johnny's going to marry Susie. Are they married? No. But there comes a point that there's like an actual official betrothal, where they're they're legally married. In that sense. And yet what happens? Are they together? Do they consummate? No, 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 no. Like, it's binding legally. But the husband goes back to his father's house to do what? To prepare a home, which is often an extension of his father's house. It's a Middle Eastern thing. And while he's doing that, what is, what is the bride doing? Again, she's legally married. She's betrothed, like married to Joseph, not consummated, not living together, but legally married. She is at her father's house, and she is anticipating the imminent arrival of the groom. She doesn't know when it's going to happen, but she's preparing herself, and she's staying prepared every day because it could happen at any moment. That's the whole idea, right? And then at some point, the groom, as he's building this extension, and he's doing the plumbing and he's getting the bathroom made and he's getting the, 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 the bridal suite. He's building this spot at some point after all of his labor, all of his work. His father comes in, he inspects. He says, son, this is good. It's time. Go get your bride, which is why Jesus says no man knows the day or the hour, but the father, like not even the son. Jesus is like, I don't even know. The father knows. And what does Jesus even say when he goes to heaven? I go to prepare a place for us like it's all bridal language all fits within this picture this analogy it's a big big house
2: a with big lots, bi- with lots and lots of
0: rooms nice <laughs> reference so so the 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 husband is preparing the suite the father of the husband father of the groom it's time he leaves and he goes across town with like an entourage to what like she's ready she's waiting she gets word he's coming she's prepared and then the 7 day celebration happens Seven days, seven years. We get a lot of things happening here. But here's the deal. Okay, so that, that's the Jew, like, we're, like G, God establishes all of this and then builds on the imagery of it, builds on the language of it. So where are we, if, if the church is the bride of Christ and Christ is the groom, and that means something. Like so much of our leg was like, or do we have a relationship with Jesus? No, we don't. He's not here. We have a relationship with the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Where is Jesus right now? Is he in our hearts? Asking question. We're working out an idea. We I are. need some feedback. No. Okay, so he's not in our hearts. Where is he? He's the right hand of God. Okay. What what do you say, Creighton? The right hand of God. Okay. And what do you say, Spice Daddy? The father. Okay. And what is he doing right now? He's building me a house.
3: Preparing a place.
0: What do you say, Aaron? Preparing a place. He's preparing a place. Like Jesus is busy doing something. With anticipation of what? That he would return to get us. The anticipation being what? Again, the, 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 the imagery, the, the wedding. Of his father saying, "Go get her." Okay. Yes, which is why Jesus says, "I don't even know," which is a whole other topic, right? That we've talked about before. Recently. So Jesus, right now, and yes, the Bible's true. He's our advocate. He grants us access to the Father. All that's true. But Jesus, Jesus laid aside omnipresence when he donned human flesh. Understand, when we get to heaven, Jesus is not an aura. He's not a blurb. He's not a blob. Jesus is a stinking human being like you and I, which is crazy. There's a human being named Jesus sitting on the throne that we will be able to look at face-to-face because we see his scars in his hands and his feet and his face, I think, across his body. Jesus willingly laid aside a part of, of the omnipresence. Jesus is not everywhere at once. Now he's in heaven. That, that has implications. Whatever. The Holy Spirit is how we interact with, with, with Jesus. Which is the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. And he's in all of us. And he's able to work and move and breathe and, and, and minister and connect us and tether us. But my point is like, again, the allegory of Song of Solomon. The husband and the wife has no bearing to our current relationship with Jesus. Why? Are we with Jesus? Not yet. No. Like we're not with Jesus. Like where are we in the marriage timeline? The FaceTime. We're in the middle period
1: where they're building the house. Okay. Post-marriage, pre-consummation.
0: Okay. So, so Aaron, you with me? You tracking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's the context of, of what got me thinking about this. I've had two conversations of late. The church has been doing well. We've had new people coming. I've had two conversations where someone has said, hey, can we grab lunch, which I've done, and the the question is, what's your vision for the church? I've had two conversations like this. What's your vision for the church? I've mustered a response to, to try to answer that question, and I think I've done an okay job. But I started thinking about it, and in all of this context, studying Song of Solomon, this whole allegory, the illustration of it all—like, what is the job of the church? Now, when we say the church, let me let me qualify: there is the church, and there is the service of the church. When people say, "What's your vision for the church?" it's, "What is your vision for the service of the church?" Because the church is something bigger; it's broader. It's 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 it's, it's intercontinental. Like we have a small version, like portion of that church here that we've been entrusted to, but like as a minister, like we minister to the church. No, that, that's my job in the church. And I'm part of the church as a pastor, as a teacher, as one of the elders. Um, but like, what is the vision for the church? I, the more I thought about this, it get go with me because I think this is such a radical idea. And Creighton, at some point we'll get to your topic. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> But no, and, and again I'm working out something in real time and and we'll see if this makes it anywhere. But what's your vision for the church? And I started thinking about that parable that Jesus told of the virgins that had their oil lamp. They're waiting for the groom, right? That that whole parable. I'm not, not going to have time to read it. All of it discourse Matthew 25? Yeah. So and and A lot of them aren't ready. They're not prepared. So like, what is the vision for the church? What should be the goal of ministry to the church, church ministry? Um, This is kind of a new way of thinking about it, for me anyway. What if, like, to, to answer the question, the vision for the church, what if the answer should be to make sure the bride's ready for the groom? Think about that in that context. Like, what if the ministry, like, what is our job to make? Is it evangelism? Is it this? Is it that? Is it world missions? Is it bring? What if the simple job of church ministry? So you know what? Like, like, what am I focused on? It's making sure the bride is ready for the groom. That's interesting. And I it's interesting and I thought about you, Creighton, because you'll often talk about end time stuff, the rapture, et cetera. And you're like, well, this doesn't matter. Like I'm not I don't I don't focus on that. It's not it's not like not not that you don't care, I'm not saying that, but like it's just le- it, like you're it's like low
1: on my priority list. But
0: what if I'm saying like what if that's the whole job and Jesus makes this point. What if the whole job of the church ministry is to make sure that the bride is ready for the groom?
1: That's, because that's interesting where we are. because the, 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 the antithesis, not the antithesis, the direct argument against that idea would be the great commission. That like the great commission is to go through all the world. And then we would say that the church then equips Christians to go through, to grow through all the world.
0: I have a question. So okay, well, to answer your question first, I, all right, and again, we've we've addressed this numerous numerous times on the show. That's to the individual. We're talking about like the, the 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 big C, right? But my question
1: is, I mean, for years we have we have said that the the point of Calvary three sixteen is to equip is to equip Christians for the Great Commission.
0: That's would an, that. Change or
1: do they, do they work together?
0: No, no, totally. I'm with you. Hold that thought. Let's get to spicy. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down, which is like the whole idea here that I'm chewing on. No, you, you, you nailed where I'm going because it is radical, right? I mean, like, yeah, have you thought about this in this way? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. Same here. I I guess it
2: kind of goes along with that, but what does it mean to be, to be ready? Like what, what, what can I do? What can I do other than give my life to Christ? And be ready for that. Do you Great know what I mean? question. No, like, that's what, right what, on. So it, if all I have to do to be saved is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and him raised from the dead, what else can I do to
3: be ready for his return?
0: Hold that thought. Let's get Aaron in. Any thoughts here?
3: I had the exact same question as Justin. What does being ready entail? Okay, perfect. So let's back up. Back to Spice Daddy. Let
0: me ask you. bride
2: of Christ am i putting on makeup here i mean no no like, no, what, okay. what, no no, no,
0: no what, i'm with you i'm yeah, with you yeah. no i get you i get you and i get the the i get that uh, that sentiment <laughs> right but think about it maybe then okay so we have more than one analogy or illustration that's used like the the idea of the bride and the groom is played on predominantly
2: right and, and i think it's but we also for-
0: have the king Paul says I'm right. an ambassador of Christ like there are other there are other pictures that are used that that lessen the gayness of and, it if and, that makes well, sense. But also, but also I think it's hard. for I us did say that. Sorry, yeah, but that was the the low hanging. I think day. it's
2: hard for us to to comprehend what that those phrases mean because it, it specifically focuses on the Galilean wedding. Uh, I guess in references, a, a larger not, Jewish wedding. And, no, yeah, this a goes large, back. Yeah, and Jewish wedding in general. And, and me as a non-Jew, a Gentile, uh, I'm not going to fully understand what that means, even though I've been to Jewish weddings and stuff. But I I, I don't,
0: I don't okay, understand let me, what it let means to be. Let Jewish. me try What, what I, does it mean to be ready for for the bridegroom? Okay, so let me, let me maybe employ language illustrative, illustratively that would be more apt. So your king, your king, your king. That you've sworn allegiance to. That you claim to represent. That you're willing to even lay down. Like you've given your life, you will lay down your life. And I I know you're serious about that. Because you're my brother in that. Your king could come at any moment. Right? What would it mean as a soldier to be prepared daily? Right. For the imminent, unpredicted arrival of King Jesus like, like, like that idea. How does that impact your day to day life or should this is a question because right. we're working out an idea and Aaron, you're coming next.
2: I, yeah. And I, I think those examples like I get, and, and I don't know if it's because I'm not Jewish or because I'm not married. Like I don't have any comprehension of, of I get that. Of, no, of, for of sure. This. But, you know, being ready. And, you do
0: understand, and, and, though, that the, the the allegory is there, the the illustration. Right, 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 right. And right, there, right, yeah. right.
2: And, I, and I think, I, I guess it all boils down to what what does it mean to be ready? I've never been a soldier, so I don't know what it means to be. I, I can kind of guess what what it means to be ready just from talking to soldiers. Uh, but, like, how, how does that apply? How do I get ready for Jesus' return if I don't know when he's going to be, be here? Like, what am I supposed to be doing in between? In, in between times. So
0: what are you supposed to be doing? I'm going to cut in. Okay. So the Man, perp- you're being aggressive. The
1: question for like tonight's it. episode was going to be, what does God expect from me as a believer?
0: Oh, so this just worked out. Yeah, it, it just worked hmm.
1: out. I'm just going to say that now so that we can just go ahead and... Blend it all that. together. Yeah, absolutely. Holy Spirit. Because what... Because I agree with Justin. Like, I know what... Honor your parents, honor your honor the Lord, love the Lord. Get that.
0: What does it practically mean to be ready? No, I'm with you. Like we can we can we can unpack that. Aaron, jump in here.
3: Well, you know, first thing, kind of first approach, I guess, would be what does the word say? Um, because we can you know, confidently assume that if there is an expectation, then there's probably at least some resemblance of an or some answer instruction or a pathway to instruction. right some instruction, that right. sort of thing. And so, I don't, I, you know, I'm not sure of a definitive answer, but the first thing that comes to mind is the armor of God, which we've all heard, you know, so many times, but uh, which is another illustri- Ill- illustrative in terms means of kings of, yeah, and yeah. soldiers. When you're talking about that, that's for sure, is like, yeah, to gird yourself in the armor. Of, you know, the armor of God. Um, and But why, okay, so this is great. Why? Mm-hmm. Why do we gird ourselves? Because
0: I think this gets yeah. to the deeper answer. Why Why does Paul, like, you're the bride that's supposed to armor up, mm-hmm. right? Why?
3: See, that's where I kind of taper coming. off. Because, well, war is coming. Um, but again, it, it kind of taps into other things, like, you know, to to be more like Jesus so that you can do X, so that you can evangelize, so that you can, you know, complete the great commissions so that you can, so that, I don't know. I think it, I think, no, I, no, this is great.
0: This is great. This, this is so helpful because I think, again, playing on the analogy, what is every groom? And I, So what I'm about to say, I, I don't, this is not, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. And when I say it, you'll know why there's no judgment, condemnation. God's gracious and and he's a healer, but let's be real. What does every groom want in a bride? And what does every bride want in a groom? Devotion. Chasteness. Like when it's all said and done, I mean, now again, like, okay, the bride messed up or the groom messed up, or you have the illustration of Hosea who's like, and again, this is God like still going after the whore and we're anything but a whore. Right? Like there there's, there's that. But like, if you want to just break it down the whole like idea, these are the virgin. Like when Jesus talks in, and again, the olive discourse is the virgin brides. Yeah. It's the 10 virgins. It's the 10 virgins. Because, what is the groom looking for? Like, what does he want most out of his bride? Purity. A lack of defilement. Purity. And again, a lack of defilement, purity. Holiness. Separateness. Chasteness. Oneness. A lack of defilement. And again, this goes back to that question What's your vision for the church? And I really feel like my answer from this point forward is like to make sure the bride's ready for the groom. Which means that like, I think a big job of church ministry should be like, hey, how can we keep ourselves holy and set apart? And how can we keep ourselves from being defiled? How do you do that
2: without getting into the legalism? Like the Pharisees.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Because it's so legalism is rooted in motivation. It always boils down to the motive. If your motivation is to earn something, it's legalism. The great thing of the gospel is you've already been given it. Like you're not earning a thing. The, 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 the gospel of grace is that everything that happens in my life is a response. It's not motivated to earn. It's a response of what I've been given. That's the whole juxtaposition. I'm not earning anything. I'm responding to what I've been given that I didn't earn. That's the whole idea. So I'm not working for, for the groom's favor. What am I doing? I'm responding to that favor. Which should do what? And again, that's what's beautiful about the Song of Solomon. Like There's no kids mentioned. It's pure love. And it's, it's what? She responds to the love of her king of her groom, of her beloved. It's, it's again, everything that's good in our Christian experience is reciprocal, like, great example. John says that we love him, why? Because he first loved us. Because he, it's, it's, it's a reciprocation. And then he goes, like, we love other people, why? Because he first loved us. Right. Again, it all flows downhill. It flows from God to me to others. It, it's trying to... If, if my love for others is originating in me, it fails. It has to flow downhill from God, which is why then Jesus could say, love your enemies. I can't do that. Are you kidding me? Until I realize I'm the enemy of God and he loved me. I'm like, oh, well, wait a second. <laughs> if we're predicating this on loving enemies, um, I'm in trouble. Good thing it's not about me, but God loved me when I was an enemy which now means that I can do what, Aaron? Love enemies. Love, love enemies. Love enemies. So it flows downhill. But my my, my whole my, the whole again, the whole idea here is rooted. Where are we? So we've got this allegory, this image, consistent, solid, Old Testament, New Testament doesn't waver. Groom, bride. Old Testament seems to be there was already a betrothal. They were already consummated, which, again, from the bigger picture, I would say happened at Sinai. Yeah, I get that. And then from that point forward, they're married. They consummated, which is why God calls her a whore. Israel chased after other lovers. They should have been lovers of their own, like, like the, language is, it, the language used in the Old Testament is that of a husband that's been cheated on. Again, Hosea, literally the point of the book of Hosea. You get to the New Testament, though. That's not the language that's used, is it? But we get into this idea of like, well, we're in a love relationship with Jesus. We're not. In fact, we're told that when, when the rapture happens, what happens next? It's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. lamb. And then there's seven days, seven years, the church in heaven, the bride with the groom. There's a whole thing. And then what happens at the end of it? They start their life together. Like the imagery carries forth, it plays forth, it's consistent. I think is important for us as a church to, to, to take a moment and consider like, where am I? I am in a dynamic where I am still a virgin waiting for the arrival of my groom. And that should change our context. Am I, am I like, and again, I haven't landed anywhere. I'm just, I'm just kind of like throwing some stuff out here. This is organic. That's kind of a radical idea. Is, I mean, am I, am I, have you heard that before? Where, where are we? I think it is very interesting. And
1: I've been trying to. Um, and then we'll throw it to Spice Daddy real quick. I've been trying to uh, come up with an answer for my original question. And I think that I may be close to it now. Because my original question was like if it is to prepare the the bride for the groom where does that leave the you know our original what we have always said about calvary 316 in terms of preparing christians to go out into the world and i think the answer to that would follow suit which is going out into the world would be part of the preparation for the groom yes right no
0: for sure no because the groom said that right the groom instructed the bride to
1: do that so then we prepare them to go out that makes sense.
0: It fits together. I'm not- interested
1: for Song of Solomon, especially since I have very little personal experience with
0: this particular relationship. It'll be very interesting. Hey, hey, s- sex is very much a picture of relational oneness. That's what I hear. So, like, again, teasing. That's what I hear. So, like, teasing. When God said in Genesis 2, the two shall become one flesh. And speaking of consummation, the only like other place that words used in Hebrew is when like the great declaration that God made in the law, the Lord, your God is one. It's the same word. That's interesting. God, God. And again, we, and Hey, I heard a great Bible study this summer that talked about how everything in nature that God designed to be an illustration of spiritual principles. I not remember know who, that Bible study, yeah. Who did that Bible study? Oh, that was a Mr. Creighton Vaughn. That's right. That was me. Sex yeah, I is just the sa- about that. Sex is the same thing. That there is something divine about the oneness that results. Okay, so, like, there's a creative thing. So, like, the title of my s- series is going to be Making Love. Because sex is actually... So God made us in his image and likeness. And sex is creative. Physically, actually creative. It creates something. It's the only way to bring new souls into the world. But it creates something between two people that is an illustration of the creative process of a relationship that we have with God, which is what makes Song Solomon radical. Like, sex is not just a biological thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's illustrative of something that happens because of this one this oneness that we have with Jesus. Again, precursor. Justin, you were going to jump in there. Interesting. Aaron's over there you, like, yeah, you know, man, was, let's do this. I was
2: <laughs> pointing out to Creighton that we had a comment. That, you get a comment? That fits, that fits in with a... Jump in there. Oh, uh, it was, it was uh, Cecil or Cecil. Uh it says, can we be, though? There's always... There's all. There's going to always feel like we could all
1: be ready. Be more ready. We could always feel like we could be more yeah. ready.
0: Then be more ready. So and identify what it is. Shoot, I mean, just practically, I I can look at my life. I think we can all do this if we're honest. And think, if my groom showed up today. Would I be a little embarrassed about this or that? All right. I'm going to throw a dart at a wall.
1: You know what I mean, though? Is it similar to the idea like you could always know your wife more? I could always be more ready for God's return. But then again, I could always know my wife better than I do now. And I should. I should strive for that constantly. Again, I'm throwing a dart at a wall. Given, no,
0: do you know what I mean by that? No, no, I, I get that. And, and I don't disagree with that. I think Aaron you you've been married. You you jump in there as the other married guy with kids <laughs> in the room.
3: No, it's um I mean I'm just thinking about in terms of getting ready the um you know the dichotomy of how do I put it? I'm losing it there. I don't know, you just our 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 goal in being ready, our 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 purpose, you know, I'm going back thinking and just is to is to conform more to the image of Jesus, to be more like Jesus. Amen. And so to do that, you know, the one thing, the one thing that sets him apart is the fact that he is set apart. He's holy. And in getting ready, you know, our goal is always to be more like Jesus, to be more holy. But also on the flip side of that is that we will never be. So I feel like there's always going to be that feeling, that expectation of like, I could be more ready. I could be closer to where I need to be as a bride when the groom returns that we're never going to reach. But that's kind of, that's kind of the whole thing there is that we have this almost, well, not almost, this never ending reliance on God for that. It's it's like, yeah, a, right. it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a,
1: this thing to hope for this thing, thing to, to hope sh- for. strive for. Maybe
2: can, it's almost like, a I um, kind of see what you're saying because yeah. as, basically, for lack of a better term, an outsider to marriage. Uh, <laughs> that an yes. outsider? That should be your new nickname, here, the here. outsider. Uh, <laughs> you, you always see, like, you see these old these couples have been married for, like, decades. They always, they start looking like each other mm. in, in the end. They start acting like each other in the end. And each one is always trying to do so. Even though they're the two separate beings, two separate personalities, they start... Becoming that one, just like the other. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And maybe that's what it means to be ready. Like the the goal of of, of the spouse is to you know to remain separate, but at the same time uh, to become more like.
0: So the do you other. know why? Do you know why that happens? Do you know why spouses over time begin to look alike?
2: No, I have no there idea. No, there's because actually
0: a scientific explanation for that. There's studies, but that have been done on that very topic. Okay. So what ends up happening? is that, okay, so these are the two, like the, the, the husband and the wife, that's the two most meaningful relationships in either of their lives. They spend the most time with one another. They spend the most interactions with one another. And what ends up happening subtly over time is that you mimic the face in front of you. So um, smiles smi- re- reciprocate smiles, frowns reciprocate frowns looks of inquisitiveness reciprocate the same thing like facial patterns because of your proximity and the consistency of them begin to emulate which means your muscles and your tendons start emulating so that over and again this is over a long period of time the reason that people grow and begin to look alike is because their faces because of their proximity over time are using the same muscle features. They're developing similar strengths, weaknesses, etc. Like they're, they emulate each other. That's why they begin Boy, to look if alike. You
2: can't get a lesson from that. I don't know what is going right. to happen. <laughs> Cause if you're, if you've been a Christian for a long time and you're not starting to look more like Jesus, you need to reevaluate some stuff.
0: Nature
3: demonstrates spirituality.
0: Yes. So, but I mean, again, in that, in that an, in, an interesting reality. So,
2: Maybe that's what it means to be more ready. Just study Jesus. Study, study, study. And, the and room. Time with him. Yeah, well, no, dude, we can't because he's up in well, heaven. Hey, but true. you can study that's what he's going to be like. If you're going to, yeah. like, again, I know, Again, a, a, <laughs> a,
0: okay, so it, a, I get to go full circle because we're, we're at nine o'clock. You have to what? Nothing. Keep going. Do we have any comments?
1: Not, not recently.
0: You're twitching over there. Are you okay?
1: Yeah, but I'm good.
0: You full of fluid?
1: Yeah, I sure am. Okay. I'm really glad that you drugged that out of me.
0: Yeah, I was working on it. You have to pee, right? Yes, I have to okay. pee very badly. <laughs> um thanks, man. You're welcome. The groom, the bride. Readiness. It's the it's it's the word I I talked about this on Sunday in our study in Judges. It's the word that's fallen out of favor. It's not people don't like it. It's holiness, man. It's purity. It's sanctity. If you're the bride more than anything else and you're waiting for the groom, what's the most important? Don't be a whore. I mean, that's the truth, right?
2: That should be the title of your sermon. That your should be series. the title of this, be be the
0: of this episode. Don't be a whore. That should be the title of this episode. Don't be a whore. Don't be a whore. But, I mean, but I, mean, I, mean, I mean, really, when it's all said and done, if you're preparing yourself, you want to make yourself lovely. You want to be attractive. You want to be pure. There's not enough of that in the church of like, again, and as a church, what should our emphasis, it's not legalism. It's not law. It's reciprocation. It's, hey, we got this awesome groom. Let's be ready. Let's be ready. Let's be prepared. Let's be pure. Let's be chaste. Let's be holy. Let's be set apart. Let's be different. Let's make sure that when the groom blows the horn, that he's delighted in us. And if I have to say anything about our church, what's the goal of Calvary 316? Man, I want to make sure that we, in our little context, are a bride that's ready for her groom. And as the best man charged with that responsibility, that should be our goal. The application of outreach, sure. Not setting that aside. But the more internal component. Let's be pure, man. Let's let's deal with our stuff, for lack of a better word, that I wanted to use. <laughs> that would have probably been more apt, but would have got me in trouble with my mother. Fecal and my mother. And your mother and Justin's mother. <laughs> and uh, I don't know Aaron's mother, but I'm assuming probably definitely. so, too. But, like, <laughs> I again, like. And I think all of our mothers would be like, yes, let's be holy. Mm-hmm. The worst fear I've ever had is when the rapture happens, I'm on the
3: toilet.
2: I had those same thoughts when I lived in Israel and the sirens started going off with the rockets. <laughs> I can't believe it. Do I, do I pull up my pants and go go uh, go to the bomb <laughs> shelter or do I just sit here and finish up? <laughs> That's
0: a... a, a an image I did, was not expecting, really. Hey, you know what? You got to be ready. You got to be ready. <laughs> and you want to be, yeah. I mean, you don't want to be the bride. The groom shows up and you're on the toilet. I mean, really, let's be real. Mm. You want that oil, that, that lamp lit, that perfume, perfume on? You don't want to be dropping a deuce.
2: Definitely want that Febreze going. <laughs> you don't want
0: to be dropping a deuce when the groom shows up. I mean, to be in heaven and be like, hey, man, hey, when, when were you called? And it's Paul like, oh, I was this and that. And Talking about great sins, Well, I was burned at the stake. And then he gets to me and I'm like, yeah, I was taking a dump. <laughs> and he's just like, this is not the way I want to go. But you get what I'm saying? It's, it's the way, not the way, the way the we want to go. It's the
2: way the king of rock and roll went.
0: Again, not the way any of us want to go. So I know Craig and I hijacked your whatever. Yeah, but I thought this was nice. I'm excited for Song of Solomon. Me too So am I We'll see what happens Again it was brought up like You know Why are we doing this now And and my answer honestly Is Calvary 316 is doing great God's been bringing a lot of people It's been growing And it's just maybe time to thin the herd <laughs> It's like That's what my <laughs> I'm wife said out of chairs. That's what my wife <laughs> said When I started Judges She was like You want to Like God's doing great things You want to do that Yeah <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I do because you know, like it just will make sure that these people really want to stay here. Mm-hmm. Got to
2: see if they're cupping the the water with their hands or sticking their old faces. That's in. you know what I
0: like that. That was a good judge's reference there, oh, Spice Daddy. I like that. But then we're gonna do the same thing with Saul's, song of Solomon. Now, look, I, I want to be very clear. It's not gonna be if, salacious. If
1: our church can survive Leviticus, followed. Did Leviticus follow Exodus? Did we do Exodus? Leviticus? I've never
0: done Exodus, man. No? I all right, maybe I'm just Bible
1: study you were listening to. Maybe that was just wishful thinking. If we can survive Leviticus, we can survive Song of
0: Solomon. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm there. Oh, man, there's going between the mountains, the peaks. There's, oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's all stuff. kinds of stuff. And if you're bailing on the allegory, you're getting sensual. Oh, yeah. And you know a lot of a lot of pastors when they start their studies they're like, hey, if you're uh, if you're a youth, you should uh, yeah, go into the children's ministry. I'm be like, bro, a lot of eleven year olds, twelve year olds watching porn. You all stay right in here. Yep. Let's Talk about how God does sure. it. Let's be real. God loves this, and you're doing it the wrong way, and He's got a better way. Why? Our culture, our culture's trying to indoctrinate the youth. Mm-hmm. Song of Solomon should do it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I did not plan to say any of that. I don't know if I'm really behind it. But we did that.
2: <laughs> That's what outlaw radio is all about. <laughs> so, Creighton,
0: you got to switch some cameras around, man. Get it off of me for a moment. All right. Uh, yeah, there this we go. Is me we're, now. We we're going to be. We had
1: any comments? Uh, I don't have any comments since any of the ones that we've already talked about.
0: Really? We hit nope. The we had four comments week. so we far. We hit the high point last week. Yeah, man. Downhill. With our moms all talking in the yeah. chat all at the same time. It now was wild. the first twenty-four minutes, we just we we lost everyone. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, uh, let's take us out of here, bud. Spice Daddy, you got anything? Nope. You got nothing.
2: Uh, well, I mean, I said uh, I had some great questions. I had some great ideas, and they were all shot down.
0: So. Hey, the promo tonight to, to tonight's I, yeah, episode I've, I've, I've was a good. good it's so like if you need X-ray I, vid, it, vid view of you,
2: right? If you need to hire me out to do some promos, I'm I'm free.
0: Let or if you look at that X-ray and you're like, I'd like the real copy. PopeCrate at gmail.com. We'll send it to you. And uh, maybe maybe you're a single lady out there looking for a lot to love.
2: All oh, single ladies.
0: <laughs> a lot to love. Aaron, I, there's no way to follow that. I don't know what to say. So you you've got. You had, we're going to do this. This is going to happen. So you had twins. Yeah. So, you, 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 so when did you get married?
3: Oh, man. 2021.
0: Okay. Tw- <laughs> was...
3: 2021.
0: 20, okay. Wh- when was it? Do you know your anniversary? June
3: 12th. I know that part. When was it? June 12th.
0: June 12th. So you're two years in, mm-hmm. in a couple months. Mm-hmm. By the way, you outpunted your coverage. <laughs> Your wife is a wonderful gal.
3: That's true, very true.
0: But you, you, you very quickly decided, uh, intentionally or not, to have twins.
3: Not intentionally, but yes. But you did. You that had twins. Is, we have twins,
0: <laughs> and their names are Hazel and Margot. And they were born when
3: February nineteenth of this year.
0: Which is great because in two Sundays we're going to do a baby dedication, yeah. which will be wonderful.
3: So excited. We were
0: going to do it before, but they were. All three ladies in your house were incredibly sick yeah, for not, not two a,
3: weeks. It was rough.
0: Not a good time to do a baby dedication. Um you are so you got two so they're basically what 9 months old?
3: Just about, yeah.
0: And is that the like the gist of family
3: development? <laughs> if only. Uh, We have a new one on the way. You've got a baby
0: number three. You have an Irish twin of the twins.
3: Irish triplet?
0: How would you call that, right? I mean, an Irish triplet. I like that.
3: Too many kids. Mm.
0: Three within, I mean, what I love is that uh, we tell people at Calvary 316 that there's two ways to go to the church. (laughs) You can invite people to church or you can make babies. You guys have chosen the latter. I took that seriously. Yeah, you took that seriously. (laughs) And now there will be three more mots than originally were. That's right. <sighs> really, you started coming as you were dating Ashton. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're now responsible for four additional members of Calvary 316. Yeah, but all we gotta
2: do is start teaching them different instruments now, and we won't have to worry about the worship team.
0: For That's true. We need all these kids, <laughs> it's not
2: a future band
0: covered. It's like the Carter family. you know that reference? Anybody know that reference? Nope. June Carter. You're dating yourself, bud. All of us are young kids. Oh, man. Come on, guys. I know who you're talking about. Leslie just said she sent a comment. I got an email. We need to pause for a moment because heaven knows Leslie sent a comment.
1: I don't have a comment from Leslie. I do have a comment from Michelle, though. We don't have a comment from Leslie anywhere. No. YouTube. Have we checked YouTube? Yes, I have them both up. Michelle says we should do Exodus, and I totally agree with
0: her. I'm on board with that.
1: That, that will happen at some point. Because I am a big fan of the
0: Pentateuch. Okay, so you, you really do know what Exodus is about, right?
1: In Exodus. Exodus.
0: No. <laughs> that's not what Exodus is about. It's in the title. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's in the title. But do you know what Exodus is about? The Exodus. It's the wedding. Oh, yeah, it concludes the Sinai. That makes sense. It's the wedding. Hmm. It's why God opens the first two commandments, which is the the marriage agreement. It's the legal document. First two commandments are all in the personal tense. And then after he says, you shall make no graven images, it switches to the third person. And it's like God chokes up because he knows what's going to happen. And Moses has to jump in and be like, yeah, let me finish this out. Because the groom already knows you're a whore. (laughs) Exodus. Yeah, we'll get to Exodus at some point. Michelle, we'll get to all of them. Do we know where Leslie's comment is? Because we got to go, but I I don't. I do not have
1: one on Facebook or YouTube. I'm looking at both. We
0: don't know. Leslie, where's your comment? (laughs) Text me, Leslie. We're going to give you a moment here. I don't even know where I got (laughs) Leslie's thing. (laughs) Leslie's the wrong person we want to upset, Creighton. I have to use the restroom.
1: So bad. So bad. <laughs>
0: so bad. All right. Well, Leslie, we'll get to your question next week. I'm going to hit some music so Creighton can get out of here. Thank you so much. Bye, Justin Les. Spice Daddy, Aaron, Creighton, for being here. You've been watching the live stream recording of the Outlaw Radio Show, a podcast that gets release, released on Thursdays, Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're listening check out the live stream next week will be on tuesday night on wednesday tuesday 8 p.m typically we're wednesdays at 8 p.m but next week church things make it happen 8 p.m thank you so much for watching my name is zach adams I hope you join us this time next tuesday god bless